You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. So, Jamie. Hey, Rose. Happy summer. How's it going? Not bad. I was going to say happy solstice to you as well. And, you know, it's that time of year where we're all kind of super warm, mm-hmm. having these crazy mm-hmm. dreams. And and I, I have fallen under that as well. Yes, I had and, a lovely nap today. It was great. Uh, well, and, and while I was there, I, I had this, I want to say vision show up and it was very strange and floaty and 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 well slightly ethereal and i know throwing weird words at us but that's where my brain went and 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 there was beautiful colors and beautiful flow and and then i woke up and i looked at my my kickstarter telling me hey you've got things you should look at them and here's messages and i went oh i'm dreaming of a deck ah it is put out into the world by these wonderful people and i'm like oh wow it's coming to life. Oh, my gosh. I think it's the one you shared with me, right? The one that has the really kind of pretty flowy imagery. Dream. The dreamy skate. stuff. What was the name of it again? Was it like, um, oh, gosh. Dream. Vision dream, Quest? Dream, dreamy, no. some, dream, dreamy Deck? No, no, it wasn't Dreamy no, no, Deck. No, no, That's no, no, something no. else. Um, hmm. Visions. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Tarot Deck. No, that's no. No, no, that's a type. Is it Oracle, right? Wasn't it? Oh, right. That's right. It's, okay. Yep. Think, oh, oh. I know what it is. I remember now. What is it? It's the Ethereal Visions Dreamscape Oracle. Ah, oh, yes. That's so beautiful. It is. Of course, we really do need to find out if we can talk to Matt and Hope. Good point. I wonder if they're around. I wonder if, if they'd want to talk to us about this. Well, we could we could go into a vision state and see if we can connect with them. What do you think? Okay, I think I saw Doctor Strange do that on, in a recent movie, right? We oh, can, we okay, can do okay. that, right? So concentrate. Yep. Okay. Close your eyes. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. And then we chant their names. The Hughes. Hughes. Mad Hope. Mad Hope. Are you out there? Hello. Hey, check that out. Awesome. That? Magic works, man. I He's actually know. doing the Doctor Strange hands for you. So. Ooh. Awesome. Does he have a cape too? Yes, you pulled me from my grocery shopping. <laughs> uh, whoops. Well, um, thank you. Hopefully you don't have any frozen items from grocery shopping in yeah. your bag yet. Don't. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> sorry about the ice cream. Yeah, sorry about the ice cream. Oh yeah, that's okay. So, it's soy. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Tarot Visions. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So, so you're dreaming. I heard you're dreaming. Well, you were. You, we've we followed your your last Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, and and then that led us to this beautiful oracle. So, um, I guess I would I would want to say you know tell us a little bit about how you went from the the tarot deck to the oracle deck and how did you find yourself in this world of creativity that's a good question so the so the ethereal visions oracle deck uh was the first one um and when i was working on that over the past year it's a tarot deck get the oracle deck going on now it's a tarot Here's. deck now it's the oracle <laughs> deck but it's a tarot deck i started having ideas for the oracle deck mm-hmm. um and I didn't really uh, have a chance to really flush them out too much when I was working on the tarot deck, mainly because I was following the Rider Waite deck and I was very specific on what the card meanings were and I wanted to stay true to the the traditional deck uh, my first time out. So um, when I had the chance to do the last two cards for the tarot deck, they were going to be extra, um, basically wild cards, uh, anything I wanted to do. I immediately went to the imagery of the artist and the well, which mm-hmm. actually that's I'm the artist in mm-hmm. the card, and the well is actually where the ideas are coming from for me. So gotcha. when I got to the point of doing the well, um, it, it would kind of symbolize my uh, kind of going through that 
portal and that gate to start looking into coming up with cards that were of my own creation, but were still in the same vein of the cards that I had just finished, you know, spent 12 months producing. So I had kind of a understanding of the setup for the traditional tarot decks and the, the traditional cards that were in it and the meaning. So I wanted to add to the Ethereal Visions tarot deck by doing this Oracle deck. That sounds awesome. Wow. I like the idea that it sounds like the deck can be used separately in its own as an Oracle, but what you just said, like used and together with the tarot deck, do you actually see the two of them working together and playing and adding um, depth, depth and meaning? Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 so it could be used separately, but the original idea was that they, they're meant to kind of complement each other. Um, for instance, the Oracle deck has... The, when I was going through the tarot deck, there was a lot of um, areas that I saw where you could have additional cards or you could have additional meanings that would complement, mm-hmm. you know, like the high priestess or the death card. There was ideas that were kind of forming. And again, I couldn't really do it at the time. But then when I approached the Oracle deck, those ideas came right back, right back into focus. So I started focusing on doing the cards that could interact with the tarot deck. And I'm... That's one of the reasons why when I produce the cards, um, if you follow me on any kind of social media, I'm constantly asking people, you know, how would you interpret this card? If you had this inner reading, what what meaning would it have with other cards? And I'm kind of looking to, you know, the users and the audience to kind of help me, kind of guide me through kind of clarifying the the visions that I'm having in these dreams because I'm, I'm a big component for uh, meditation and, you know, clearing the, the monkey mind and mm-hmm. just kind of settling into that, that space that is really just, you know, your inner voice talking to you. So every time these cards would come to me, nine times out of 10, I had a little bit of an idea of what the meaning was going to be about, but it was more of, there was this imagery that was, just exploding in my mind's eye that I had to really put down on a, on a paper. Um, and it, that was the fun part. It was like, I didn't really know what was going to happen next when I worked on, you know, any particular car, there was elements that, you know, you're kind of going with your gut, but it's also in your head. And when you're true to that vision, hopefully something comes out of it. And it's been, I've really enjoyed the, the, the feedback and the interaction with, you know, people and what they're telling me, the, cards mean to them and how they see how it would work with the tarot deck and other readings. I like that. I like that idea. Um, as one who just designed a, a tarot deck herself, I love the fact that you got others involved in your deck. It's kind of not, ne- I mean, it's crowdsourcing obviously with the Kickstarter, but it's also crowdsourcing and beta testing of the deck before it gets published so that you can actually get some of that insight and feedback into how people are going to use it and everything. I really like that idea. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a tribe effort. Yeah, you were told that too because he had, he dreams about these cards. It's weird because he'll wake up and I don't see him. He's out of the bedroom and he's in here and he's sketching something out. But a lot of them say you know he he's had this idea of just ask 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 the people. There mm-hmm. you know this is a it's, it's like a crowdsourcing, but it's also a mind sourcing of this. So it's mm-hmm. a collaborative effort and everybody that has put in the things it's stuff that we had already seen for these cards and it makes us feel good because we see people saying this. And then there's some ideas that are just wonderful that we overlooked. And it's interesting to see how each person interprets the card down to the message to the name we've had, Mm -hmm. we've asked names and everybody saw something different, but we've had a bunch of people with the same idea. It's been pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about, um, the, why you got into the Art Nouveau style. I know that on the Kickstarter page, you have a quote that says, I I will approach these cards from the traditional standpoint of Art Nouveau and its founders to create beauty through art in a way that was intended for the everyday use of all society members, not just the elite. Is that what you define Art Nouveau? And is that kind of the idea of like creating for the everyday use for everybody? Is that how you got started on um, the, the, the art form, the, the genre of Art Nouveau? Uh, yeah, the so the approach to the uh, the tarot deck was to produce in, in that vein, where I was going to um, go along the same lines of you know traditional Art Nouveau movement of the you know eighteen nineteen hundreds was 
the approach was they wanted to produce something for you know the, the common person, if you will, the person that couldn't afford to have an original um, you know original piece of artwork hanging in their house. They were more concerned with you know what kind of meal they're going to have that night. So the the idea behind it was that level of craftsmanship for art that was also applied to a textile environment to where the average person, I mean, that's where you get most of the stuff we see. I mean, most people know, you know, like Alphonse Mucha is, is kind of the, the forerunner for Art Nouveau for us today. And it's mainly because of the artwork that he produced was something that could be appreciated as poster art and it could be appreciated. You know, literally you have his advertisements and his posters in galleries now as, as actual artwork. Um, and you know, you have like cigarette ads and, you know, chocolate box ads and designs that were all very textile and very, you know, for the common person, but it was such a piece of art, um, that it, it felt like the average person, when they bought that box of chocolates, they were, you know, purchasing a piece of artwork. So there was, there was definitely that idea when I went to the tarot deck was I wanted to approach the the artwork for the cards to be something that was meant to stand alone you know each each piece should feel like it's its own piece of artwork but then when put into context with a, a deck um you know hopefully it had that timeless quality that felt like art nouveau I and mean, there's definitely an approach to art nouveau and um for years i've been researching and basically been a student of art nouveau and really i kind of see myself as the student for you know all these quiet teachers that have passed away like muka and you know even klimt and and artists like that they're they have left behind a lot of examples of their work but they've also left behind a lot of you know teachings a lot of you know like i have a book i've been reading tonight again i've read for probably eight or nine times that are just lectures on art by Muka that are talking about Art Nouveau and his approach to Art Nouveau and art in general and stuff like, you know, source material like that is just so inspiring to me. So I'm approaching the Oracle deck the same way where I want to continue with that Art Nouveau feel. And hopefully when someone looks at the Oracle deck, they'll see the same kind of approach as the Tarot deck, but they'll also see that it's taking it to the next step, which is more of, you know, the, the, has more of an openness to it than the the tarot deck does and we saw a lot of decks out there that were art nouveau but it's Mm -hmm. it's rehashing artwork and trying to make it fit and it's beautiful artwork hands down it's beautiful artwork either it's classic artwork or somebody that's mimicking the style but um when when we talked about this he he said i i want to do this but i don't want to regurgitate what we've been seeing i want to Mm -hmm. have i want to have an influence on this but i'm also going to pull in some of the it, you know, Art Nouveau came off of the Rococo time period. Mm-hmm. And we also have some of the, you've know, got like Durer and uh, Rachman and all of these people that did the fairy tale books that are highly influenced by Art Nouveau. So mm-hmm. we wanted to pull in these types of, of influences into this artwork to make the cards usable but beautiful and whimsical to where you, you can put these out and you want to keep them out and look at them. Um, and it's, it's one thing that I'm very proud that he did. And it's been a, it's been a labor of love for this past <laughs> yeah. year. It's definitely the largest project I've ever approached. And uh, it was something that I was kind of hesitant for years to approach. And then I finally got the nerve to say, okay, I can stick with a project for 80 paintings, you know? And, yeah, gotcha. and so it's, it's funny that a lot of people, um, and especially artists, they'll, and you know this because you create your own deck that they the first thing they say is oh wow, I can't believe you finished it in a year you know and and on top of that having a day job so it was mm-hmm. it's definitely um you had to really love it to do it mm-hmm. I mean it was late nights early mornings you know lunch breaks it was any chance I could get to grab some time where I could put some ink down I was doing it or sketching out ideas and literally if I didn't have the artwork in front of me. Um, to work on, I was trying to sketch up an idea for the next card. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was fun. It was definitely intense. So what inspired you to? Because again, I, I hear that you're talking about this love of art and and the, the Art Nouveau style. What inspired you to blend that with tarot, or even as the, you know, and then take it to the next level with the Oracle? What is what is 
I'm going to ask, what's your background that made you go, I love this art, and now I'm going to make this deck to represent my love of this art? Well, that would that would be Hope. I'd be my wife. Um, she's, she's always been into um, the uh, tarot decks and the art and the history of it. And mm-hmm. um, she's always been a history buff on it. And she's always shown me decks that she's loved and admired. We go to the store and she'll point out decks. And she's every time she does it, she'll point out what she likes and dislikes. And she always mentions, oh, you should try doing a deck. Um, subtle. 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 It's yeah. a subtle it's a hint. A subtle hint. Yeah, I have I have the standard right away. That's how you know I'm I'm not an expert reader. I use it for meditation and reflection. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt the cards, while they they are classic and they're good, I found them kind of ugly. I hate to say it, but I did. And and okay. I told Matt because it's it, it's there's some of them that ju- that just creep me out that I don't even like. And mm-hmm. I I think everybody has their cards that do that. And I told him I said if you can take these cards and make them beautiful. You've got a deck. And I kept, I, for three years, I've been nudging him to do this. And finally, <laughs> I, I told him, I said, well, what if we could do this and we I could get you money for it? And he's like, if you can do that, I'll make you a deck. So oh, I said, well, yeah. there's this thing called crowdfunding. Perfect. And if we put this together, and I did it. So he, but when he got into it, um, it really started taking off. It became something he enjoyed, even though he was working many hours of the day, late nights, giving up our weekends and things like that. But um, it's been a team effort with us. We've worked with a couple, we have a couple of readers that we work with. So we, we want to make this as usable and legitimate. We don't want it to be just a, 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 a kind of a gimmicky thing. So we've been walk, working with them and talking with them and getting advice. The Oracle deck is the same way. We're working with um, someone here who reads, does a lot with Oracle. She's actually helping us not only write, we're doing a bigger <clears throat> book for the Oracle deck. And then We've just released another uh, a reward where we're, we're putting an art book together, and I'm writing. It's almost like a hero's journey for the Oracle. We're writing a small story to go along with it. So, it, and we're she Catsy's helping us do this. So we've, we're really putting a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and love in this. Yeah, but my the 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 drive for me to actually go through with the project and create all the cards. Um, so I come from a, a storytelling background. So my mm-hmm. artwork has always been very storytelling. So I've always kind of leaned towards the symbolist movements and the um, the artists that um, you know their work. And it's one of the reasons why I always loved Art Nouveau is that there's a lot of symbolism in Art Nouveau. There's a lot of storytelling. Um, and then you also have like the Golden Age illustrators like Arthur Rackham, like she talked about, and Edmund Dulick, and mm-hmm. artists like that, Franklin Booth. But um, so I've always been a um, admirer of that approach to artwork. That there's this hidden meaning, um, almost a language, if you will, that's in the artwork. That the person, mm-hmm. if they know how to look at it and where to look, they'll pick up on that conversation. So when I started looking into the tarot decks, and I started seeing all of the many um, meanings and everything that were in each card. I mean, you had one card that had you know five, six different bits of symbolism in there. Um, that there was a challenge there for me, which I loved was, you know, okay, so take any card, how much of that symbolism is really at the root of it, how much is you know needed to still convey that message, and now can I take that and make it into something that is a Matt Hughes piece that's not just, you know, rehashing of an idea. How can I take it and reinterpret it in my own way? Um, mm-hmm. So that right there was enough. That was fascinating. That was enough for me to go, you know, 50 cards in and didn't realize it so i love that so the, um, my next follow-up question would be can you tell us a little bit about the structure that the oracle deck does follow for me i've noticed um out there that there are two types of oracle decks in the world and some listeners might want to strangle me for this or not but there are some that i find that are more focused on let's put pretty art on the cards slap a whole bunch of them together and call it an oracle deck and then there's others that actually have a, a certain structure a certain way that they've developed to use the cards um can you tell us a little bit about yours yeah so and hope can answer this as well um so back to the meanings of the cards uh, the theme of the card that i'm kind of going with, in the past um i think i'm 12 cards in now um so 11 of the cards have been very figurative which um yeah i love doing figurative art but the reason for the figurative is it's almost like, and now I'm kind of stepping back and taking a look at my own work, I'm starting to see it almost like a major arcana type approach. And that's a lot of the feedback that I've been getting 
um, from people that I've shown the work to is they a lot of times they'll compare them in meaning to well that's like the high priestess you know they 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 kind of connect with the pre-existing major arcana which I love mm-hmm. um, but the the idea behind the the deck in general is that each card there's some sort of basis for either a uh, mythology that we're kind of hinting to or that is kind of spawned the meaning of the card or it's um, like a personification of a concept like mm-hmm. one of the cards i love is the light i just mm-hmm. love the idea of it's not the sun it's not the stars not these it's light itself you know which depending on how you look at it is that you know higher than the sun is it lower than the sun is it part of the sun is it you know is it a is it a sister card to the sun you know it really depends on on the person and how they read it, but mm-hmm. um, that idea of personifying it. So you had that, and then um, memory was another one that I love because it's the idea of how do you personify the concept of memory? Mm-hmm. Okay, well now you've got a, a a visual reference of what you've personified it as. Now what's the meaning behind it? What is in that card, the imagery that will convey that meaning? So. And we also have we're with the story that we're going along with it. The um, the art book is kind of got uh, it's, it's a conversation, but we start with the gate. Mm-hmm. The gate, of course, is the entrance to the dreamscape. Um, so we're setting it up to where there's a flow where one card goes into the other. But what we're working with, um, Katzi and I will be talking about it, is different layouts and how where they're sitting with each card, whether it's an angle or beside, you're going to be able to have different meanings and they're going to play off each other very well. So you know the, you know the journey through these oracle decks, but you can also get different ideas like if you're laying them out, how they interplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so rigid that you have to. They still can because I know a lot of the oracle decks are used for meditative uh, times to where you just want to reflect and go, how am I feeling today? That you can still use this deck to do that with the storyline. But if you want to use them in readings or use them in conjunct with the tarot deck, because we're laying them out in this manner, they're going to go very, very well with actually reading and have a flow. We didn't want to do the pretty pictures. I mean, there's a lot of them out, and they're great. They're, there's some beautiful artwork, and they're good for what we are, but for what they are. But I think we want to take a different approach with this with not only make them visually stunning, but make them something usable in different ways, make them very versatile. And it seems very timeless as well. I think that's the, the beauty I've, I've noticed through uh, Matt's artwork. Um, I appreciate that. That's a, that's a good compliment. You're welcome. Um, so you then, uh, I, I noticed there's also a coloring book. Yes. Did I, yeah, did so I see that? Tell us all about all the goodies that comes with yeah, this. That's, you that's, have the that's, deck, that's, that's, a booklet, a book, maybe another book. I saw possibly two, three books that are coming out. So, yeah, tell us all about the goodies that are on the Kickstarter. Yes. So, um, so after I or when I was just completed the Major Arcana for the Terror deck, mm-hmm. um, I had the idea of doing a coloring book because I felt that you know, that interactivity would just be fantastic. And I wanted to see how people would, you know, how, how would they color my, my work? So I, I revisited the art, the major arcana, the artwork for the major arcanas and did line work for it. So that's mm-hmm. the coloring book that's, that's offered. And that's from a, another um, Kickstarter that we mm-hmm. did a previous one that was also funded. Um, so it's strictly the tarot um, coloring images. It won't be add additions with the Oracle. Correct. Yeah, it's just the tarot images right now. I'm, I'm nudging him to do an oracle coloring book. Yeah, that a horrible coloring book. He told me because he, he's like, he handed me a color book goes, you color it because I want to see. I'm like, no, I live with you. I see what you could do. You want me to color your stuff? So he said, if you color a couple of pictures, I'll consider doing an oracle well, color I guess Rose book. and I have to color a few pages ourselves then to convince yes. him to do a few extra coloring books. Or... Oh, I would love to <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, when I first started doing the, uh, <laughs> when I was doing the coloring book, I was sending it out to friends of ours. I was like, "Please color these," and like only one of them came back with color. I'm like, "Oh, come on, guys! I want to see how you color this." And they're like, "I'm not touching that. Look what you did!" I'm like, no, I want you to color it and show me what it would look like. Rose and I collect a lot of coloring books, and I know there's a lot of deck 
specific tarot type coloring books out there and i know i collect them i'm sure rose does too and it's like yeah bring oh, yeah. them on i'd love to you know reinterpret and tell you how you got your deck wrong because, you, know, <laughs> exactly. you should have used more red <laughs> i know yeah. this is oh, supposed no. to be blue not red what are you thinking but it also gives people a chance when i talked to him into he didn't want to do the coloring book and i kept nudging him and i just said well this gives a people you know a lot of people say well i wish you did this with this person i wish i had this skin tone or this hair color or this I said, well, if you do this, this is their way of they can go in and make them look like themselves or what they're wanting to see. Um, so it gives them a little bit of leeway with that. Um, talking about the tarot deck, we kept it very um, – we did it close to the Rider-Waite um, with our interpretation, and it was very – he wanted to keep it kind of close to kind of a Slavic look, which is kind of an Alphonse Mucha kick, which is – he had an idea for it. and But with this – oracle deck he's like i really want to pull in different mythologies different nationalities different cultures and we've been doing that and, and those are coming to them and he's like at the white buffalo and he's wanting he hasn't done it yet because he wants to make sure he's done right because he keeps seeing this card he said i'm gonna do this it's got to be done right uh memory was just gorgeous i mean she is my favorite card and so we're, we're making this now to where it's brent taking this oracle deck and being able to interject different types of reflections of people so uh and then they have their coloring book and this oracle deck and then they can have yeah, reflections so, of themselves and yeah, the dreamscape exactly. but the other so you have the color so for the kickstarter that's going on now for the oracle deck um you have the coloring book mm-hmm. um we had a flash reward that popped up for three days that was my second second art book that was from 2015 mm-hmm. um, so about 17 of those. So we may put that back out on Monday as a flash reward again. Um, as like an anime, a couple dollars more and you get an art book. How can you beat that? Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and then the next one, uh, that, which is what Hope was talking about, was is the uh, art, the actual art book. I call it art and storybook, okay. um, which to me is um, originally we had it as a stretch goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hope started really flushing out the idea, and I just loved it so much that I wanted to put it out there in front of people. Oh, <laughs> so because she was interpreting my artwork, and it was fantastic. Um, so I wanted to put that out there to show people. So we, you know, within two days, you know, I, I did a design for the cover, went ahead and you know flushed out what the idea I had in my head for the cover, and illustrated oh. the, the artwork for it, and created the the mock comp for what the art book will be. Um, so we could put that out there in time for everyone to see it and, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully um, be able to pick one up, but it's going to be, you know, 80 pages of, you know, full page version of each card. And then the facing page will have the, the story, the interaction with each card. And it's going to be, I'm looking forward to seeing what hope comes up with. Cause it's going to be really cool. No it's <laughs> it's going to be, <laughs> Um, kind of, yeah, it's going to be a way of interpreting the card without saying this card means this. It's going to be a story that actually tells the reader what the meaning of the card is because you're actually interacting with this figure, this card, this person. I mean, you could sit there and talk to memory. I mean, what would you say to memory? You know, that is that mm-hmm. kind of, um, and then the back of the book, we're uh, going to add all the names. So everyone that buys a book, uh, through the Kickstarter, um, is going to have their name actually put in the book as a contributor to kind of help push that along. So I think that's going to be cool. I've never, I haven't done that um, with a book before. We've done it with the uh, um, other projects, yeah. yeah. And then the the other book that is um, along the lines of the of the Oracle book is going to be the expanded version of the cards that's. Mm-hmm. Act- that, that really is a stretch goal because that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but that kind of gives more of a um, meaning for the cards. It shows uh, more ways of you know, doing spreads with the cards and how it's going to interact with the tarot deck. And we're actually going to go into specifics as far as, you know, if you have the Theravision's tarot deck and you use this oral deck with it, this is, you know, different possible ways of using it. So. And we're putting out um, this a little thank you that should be available next week because we had the we had a the snafu with a printer like our our coloring book we got the first set in and there were roller marks on it and Matt and I talked and there was no way we we're sending out those coloring books looking like that so we had to yeah. get those printed and shipped mm. 
starting to get them out as fast as possible. And the tarot deck, we had a printer that was secured, said, yeah, we can do gold leafing. It's going to be this thickness, this, this, and this. And then when we were ready to put the order in, we had everything to go. They came back with a higher quote and said, we can't do that. And we just said, I mean, it was was a tough decision, but we we had looked around at people with Oracle decks like, this is too thin. I can't, I can't shuffle it and could not put out something that wasn't the highest quality. So we finally finally got an apprentice secured that said, yes, we can do the gold leafing. Here's the thickness. The size of the cards are going to be this. They sent us samples. We're very happy with it. But we're doing this little thank you for everyone who has uh, contributed to the Kickstarters. We're going to do just a, a 12-month wallpaper thing. Of, we're picking oh. some... Uh, some of the major arcana and he's just going to put January, February, and we're going to put a little bit of, of something next to it so it can be used every year. And we'll have a link for people to download that as, as a thank you for being patient with us going through this. <laughs> desktop, desktop pattern. Des- for, yeah. It'll be a desktop wallpaper that you can use. So that'll, that, that's just a thank you to everybody because that's and a little really cool. That's really yeah, cool. And really generous. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's I, been patient. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, major learning experience has been not only not only the (laughs) process of producing the the tarot deck but Mm -hmm. then having to deal with the actual printing of it Mm -hmm. um, yeah where you look back and you go oh man if i had not done the gold (laughs) foil stamping i could have done it you know any number of printers but Mm -hmm. since i'm doing that i have to go overseas overseas and it has to be only specific ones and so the, what Hope was talking about was in, um, when we first started looking into the project, which is probably March, April of last year, mm-hmm. um, I went ahead and did my due diligence and got a printer lined up and quotes and everything was ready to go. Um, and then when we get ready to hit the print button, um, they came back and said they were no longer working with that original printer that they had a new print. This new oh, print is so much better. But he was, I mean, they were 800 to to $1,000 more. <gasps> wow. Oh, yeah. And it was not the quality. They yeah, sent us samples. Far and... thinner uh, card. They nice. could still do the gold foil, but it was, I mean, it was just... all, and we're like, eh. So literally, I mean, I'm just, I was so upset for like days and days. We're trying to decide what we're going to do. You know, should I just go ahead and, you know, because on one end, you have, you know, these, orders you got people that are waiting for the product mm-hmm. trust me me more than anyone on this planet i cannot wait to get my hands on this car because <laughs> like exactly. this is like the biggest thing i've ever produced so i just can't wait to just have it um and put it in my collection of all my stuff but uh <laughs> so you know we went back and forth and finally we're like okay i we have to start looking you know just just to see what else is out there um, and of course you don't keep any of your emails from a year ago from all the other printers that you <laughs> talked to. So you start looking again, you start asking artists and, mm-hmm. just, and I gave myself, you know, I'll give myself two weeks and I'll find another printer. Well, mm-hmm. when you go overseas, if you request anything overseas, it takes about a week to get a response from them. Yeah. yeah. So when you have a response you don't like, and then you go back to another printer, then you're going into weeks mm-hmm. and weeks. So it it drug out and it it became a real nightmare. But we finally um, secured a printer and like I was saying, we you know, really good, files right? are sent. We're waiting on proof. Yeah. Finally, you know, have a glass of scotch. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, they sent us they sent us a box right away of here's here's examples of our cards. Take a look at it. Here's our price. This is this is the end price. They've it's one of those people. I wish we'd found them in the begin, in the beginning. Yeah. So and they're still. We have cats fighting in the background. Oh no! Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the reenactment of finding the printer in the back with cats. <laughs> and it's me trying to find the water bottle to get them to stop. <laughs> Yes, they are reenacting the, the uh, angst. Of, yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been something that's been uh, it's, it's such such anxiety because wanting to get these out and it's with him like today is like having to deal with it. But he wants to create. But when you have all that on there, the creation just kind of stops for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're sitting there thinking you're like, I spent a year on this project. Yeah. I put so much time. And, I mean, just it's your so baby. Much- Exactly. I mean, it's something that I'm like, and the whole time you're producing, you're like, oh, this is going to be something that I'm going to be proud of for years to come. And then you start getting ready to, you know, finalize it and you find out eh, the cards are going to, you know, uh, in my head, I'm having these visions of people not being able to shuffle them and not being able to, I mean, just, you know, flimsy little cards. I'm like, I can't do that. 
Um, we actually so saw this, somebody reviewing a card deck that was a beautiful card deck. I'm not going to say which one it was, but they said, I'm sending it back because the cards are too small to shuffle and they're thin and I don't like them. And I showed it to them. Is- is a huge thing. Cardstock is a huge, huge, yeah. huge thing with us readers. It's it's either never it's there, there's got to be a Goldilocks zone. I haven't figured out what my Goldilocks zone is, you know. But there's, it's either too thick or too thin and too slick or you know never just right. Yeah. So these these are going to be exactly the same as what you would get in like U.S. games, you know, that, mm-hmm. like that. So it's going to be. Awesome. Quality, which I think is it's blue core. Blue core, blue I think core. is what they call them. But yeah. um, so it should be, and you know, they're the, they're the right size, and hopefully they'll they'll be exactly what mm-hmm. we're expecting to get. But and the printer that we ended up with, he, they were still more. Um, they weren't mm-hmm. certainly eight to. It's like I think it's like almost nine hundred dollars. Actually, I, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, this yeah. one was a little bit more. So I'm like, fine, sounds good. Let's yeah. do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're using them with the Oracle deck too, so you can yeah. get the same exactly. quality card stock yeah. and everything, and everything will line up. So when you, we get to use the yeah. two decks together, it'll all look like one happy family little product. Exactly. We're using them for the Oracle and for the things in the future that may come up that we <laughs> haven't talked about. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that was a, a question that I wanted to ask at some point was. Um, what is your next project after, well, we have the tarot deck, which hopefully will be shipping sometime this year. And then the Oracle, which will probably be next year, it sounds like for shipping and, and getting all that. The Kickstarter it ends in nine days for the Oracle. I know that. What is the next project for the Hughes? Well, so, so the Oracle deck is actually, um, if it gets funded, it's going to be going out in December. Oh. Um, since we have this printer already lined up and this, you know, 36 cards is a lot less than 80 cards. So, mm-hmm. and I, like I said, I think I'm 12, I think I'm on card, I just finished card 12. Um, so I, you know, I'll, I can knock this thing out a lot faster than an 80. He has 80. such faith that I can write this stuff. It's <laughs> writing. You got it's, this. You got this. Oh yeah. You got this. this. It's all up to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all on you hope. It's, no, it's, it's all on hope. Just, yeah, I'm going to be in the corner out. rocking now. Thanks. <laughs> She's going to have the bottle of scotch. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess I need good. beer and tacos now. Stat. Beer and tacos. There you go. Beer and tacos. Never been a better combination. So, yeah, the, the, the other projects we have lined up, we have... Should, they, should we give them exclusive little okay, insight to sure. things? Sure. We like exclusivity. So, we are, um, there's a couple of things, that, just mm-hmm. an overview of what we're doing. We are doing some, what we call collectible books. We're going to be taking old fairy tales and old stories, and he's going to be illustrating them like they used to be illustrated with the gilding and the full pages, like even down to Norse mythology, to the blue and pink fairy book, to some things by Edgar Allan Poe, but not the ones nice. you see everywhere. We've got letters from him. That talk essays talking about the writing process and his moods. We're going to be including that. We've got a game in the works. That's Ooh. a long term project. Like a board or a card game. It's going to be a tabletop game. It's a board game. Yeah. And um, we're talking about doing some playing cards, some regular playing cards that are going to be themed. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of, of literary genres on the table. Um, we're also doing some, what we're going to do is, is like short stories and almost like, um, I guess a, a graphic novel format where he is, if, if you think about the Amano and Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. uh, hunters, we're going to be yeah. doing things like that where we're writing stories. Cause he's got about five stories. I've got about three and they're original stories. So he's going to illustrate it like that. And we're going to put those out and those will probably be kickstarter soon, but we're not real sure we're going to start with the next Kickstarter. It may it may be just a small art book that that envelops both the tarot and the oracle. That is all out like the mm-hmm. history of the tarot, where it's from, the art, and after that we may do either one of the books or mm-hmm. one of the decks. So, so I, w- I want to do a Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I, th- I think everything you've said, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you got, I know our listeners can't see the video feed that I'm seeing with Rose, but <laughs> she's over here shaking and going, yes, and it's like a check, I'm doing a mental checklist of yep, yep, yep. And if I could put any insight, I love Lovecraft stuff. I'd love to see like your art with, with love, the Lovecraftian stories yeah. and stuff. I think oh, that would be just fantastic. be you said a, a lot trip. of requests. I would love oh, that. I'm I mean, sure. Add another one. We do have a book of Russian fairy tales, and I've Ooh. already started kind of bringing them because they're very obscure. Um, mm-hmm. 
anything before 1923 is public domain, but written in that time is kind of obscure and the language is different. So I'm taking them and I'm rewriting them. I'm adding a little bit of a twist, kind of keeping the story, and he's going to be illustrating that. But the Russian fairy tales are just so much fun and they're just mm-hmm. so crazy. Weird you know, and my background, awesome. I found out that I'm I'm a descendant, I'm a Viking, basically. I have Scandinavian and uh-huh. Scott Kelt. Um, and I've got a, a, a guy that's an expert at it that I follow, and I'm, he's written some books, I'm going to say, would you mind if we take some of your dream and, and, and illustrate that? Um, Ooh. It sounds like just, a rune deck might be in, in line at, at Dreamscape, the ethereal realm. See, now I'm, now I'm making a mental check. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> That's a good one. I just need yeah. to bring you girls. Yeah, I like that. Like See? once a week, and you tell us what we need to get done. Yeah. Irish fairy tales. Yeah. Yes. Yep, Irish yep. fairy tales. I'm just putting yeah. it out there. Stories of the okay. Dead. I'm uh, looking at a book Oregon on Ethiopia right now that's uh, Irish. It, so I, I, I am uh, fascinated with um, very old, vintage, mm-hmm. Art Nouveau era mm-hmm. type storybooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the artists. There's tons of artists out there, Art Nouveau Nobody artists, that you've never heard of before because they're, you know, I, from. Right. Their grandson didn't create a foundation for them. You know, I mean, so you, <laughs> nine times out of ten, you're not going to know who they are. Right. Um, but so, he finds the books. <laughs> so I find the books on eBay, and it just fascinates me. The, I mean, there's some of them. Um, there's one. So it's an artist called W. Heath Robinson, and mm-hmm. he's just I'm fascinated with him right now, and he. He he's done a lot of um, fairy tale books. He I think he went in later on in his career and doing more comical um, like newspaper type mm-hmm. illustrations. But um, earlier in his career, he just, he was doing all the fairy tale books and the um, just f- wonderful black and white illustrations. So I want to approach these in that classic type feel. I want the books to be, you know, there's no no digital here. This is going to be like you know. Mm-hmm hand-drawn line work all through it you know if there's three pages it's going to have two black and white figures in the bottom corners of each page telling the story and you know then you're going to have a full page illustration and you know half page you know chapter heads and i mean just hardcover bring back like the illuminated books of like illuminated books of more medieval history but i can see the art nouveau style being kind of illuminated and brought back Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the the Edwardian and the the Victorian uh, fairy tale books that we would get the blue fairy tales and the yeah. and that sort of style. Yeah. Blue and yellow, all the the whole series. Think Thor, Dark World, when they're telling the history, and he, he was sitting there going, "Now, how can I make mine move?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> you, there's an app on the phone. I can figure out how to yeah. do that." So, yeah, and months ago, <laughs> I actually I was playing around with a printer. It does you know like book printing, just kind of you know just just having fun. Uh, again, quotes. And so I asked him, I said, well, what would you do for um, gold foil stamping inside a book? It's a long pause. He said, you want to do gold foil stamping inside the book? I said, yeah. I said, well, we do it for covers. You know, that's a pretty standard thing, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if we can do it on the inside of the book. Well, really what it is is it's copper plates. Mm-hmm. And that's how they do foil stamping, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is so expensive because they have to make a plate and, you yep. know. Right. Oh, I told him, well, just you know, just if you have time, give me a quote. You know, so like a month later, I get an email from him. He's like, "Finally got that quote from me. We're gonna have to go to a, you know, a company in Texas that can make this for you." And then, you know, I, we live in Atlanta, Georgia. So we go to a company in Texas that can produce the plates and ship them here. And here's the cost. I'm like, "Holy, no, I don't think so." <laughs> It's like it's a yeah. lovely thought. It's like you're taking every book and doing the gold foiling yourself, taking the little right, leaves exactly. and you know I'm, dusting or uh, gluing or whatever. I, I've never done gold foil, but yeah, just hand doing all I the detail. That, so immediately I was like, okay, so whatever we do, I have to not do the gold foil leafing stamp inside the book. Or you so offer the interior. You offer the entire price of that to like you know a, a top tier Kickstarter deal of like three exclusive exclusive books only or something you know hey give yeah. me a million dollars and you get a gold yep. book inside yeah, well, and out just for just the idea of it the per copper plate that they would have to produce what if it was a full page plate mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it would be like a border around a picture um i think it was like a thousand dollars per plate wow. to make so if you did that five times in a book yeah book yeah. print itself you know, two grand maybe to get short run of books, and then you're you know, add on another five six thousand dollars just for a pretty little gold foil that Matt's obsessed with. Um, <laughs> so it's like I don't think I can do that. 
That's but awesome. you could do that, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> no, it right. sounds like, though, you guys are going to be busy for the next 20, 30, 40 years with all these wonderful Shh. books and decks and extension projects to not just your tarot deck or the Oracle, but to the Art Nouveau and keeping it alive. Yep. That's what we're wanting is to get something out. Um, we Both of us got tired. I mean, digital work is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There is some beautiful digital work. It has its place. But um, art has gotten to where now it, it, this happened because Matt worked in comics. It got to where traditional artists were very hard to find jobs because everything was digital. Mm-hmm. Um, the competitions and things are digital. It's hard to find good artists that still do everything by hand. And mm-hmm. something that he's always wanted to do is I think there is something about the artist. It, you have a little bit of your own soul and energy into this artwork when you do it by hand. It's mm-hmm. different than a computerized thing. And we wanted to create something for the an audience like ourselves that look for stuff like that. I mean, we follow a lot of talented artists that are still traditional artists. And their their work is wonderful and magical, and there's something alive to it. And when you look, because he's done computer work too, and you 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 compare them from when he used to do it way back in the day to the hand stuff. One looks very flat and dead, and one almost has a life of its own. Like there's almost a genie in there, almost like mm-hmm. a fe- mm-hmm. a livelihood to that stroke and that pen and that ink stroke that they have. Yeah, and you and when you do digital, um, you miss out on the happy mistakes. Happy little yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened on the which one was it the the prophet the prophet is he nice. the ink didn't quite dry and he moved it and on our arm it smeared and he was i see him rubbing his head like i knew it because he's, he's hot he's sweaty because he hates summer and oh. i looked at him, that is a happy little tree and she needs a bracelet so he looks at me he draws it he goes that worked out perfectly that evens everything out i was a like, happy little tree so there you go <laughs> on the you look at the prophet card Love the it. uh that she has is actually covering up an ugly spot for me smearing the ink. <laughs> I will love it. <laughs> that's that's great. So I got we're kind of uh, needing to wrap up a little bit here, but can you uh, tell us where people can find you on the Kickstarter and anything else you'd like our listeners to know? He's in a chair. <laughs> in a chair in Atlanta. Yep. Yes, I'm in a chair. Atlanta. It's hot. Um, it's summer. Yes, it's very hot. Always hot Atlanta. Um, so the Kickstarter, which is ending in or ending um, this next Friday, at this I think it's airs Friday, so it'll be a week from today, week from Friday. Um, so it's the end of the month. Uh, it's actually July the first at nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Um, it so it ends in about seven days, and if you go to Kickstarter, uh, if you just do a search for Dreamscape Oracle, uh, you'll find the campaign. Or you can go to um, uh, matthewsart.com, or you can go to etherealvisionspub.com. We have links on both those sites. Um, so you can go there and find it through the Kickstarter. You're on Facebook all the time. I'm on Facebook all the time. Um, Instagram. He's a little media butterfly. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, so, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm advertising. He's not social, but he's a media butterfly. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm t- exactly. Um but we are going to offer, for all your listeners, we're going to offer a special little discount. Um, if you go to the Kickstarter page, we have the second reward down from the top is called Podcast Love. So show some podcast love is the description. So what, oh, the only thing you need to do is if you go into that reward and pledge $30, um, you'll get an Oracle deck. Um, for the early bird price. That is the early bird price. So the normal price now is 35 We had, when you start a Kickstarter, you do early birds. Mm-hmm. And so, all and, yeah. and they sell out quick. Um, so the early bird price was $30, and now they're all gone. Um, <laughs> so their normal price is $35. But if they go into the podcast Love and post $30 as a pledge, um, they'll get the Oracle deck for the early bird price. Cool. That is awesome. Thank you so much for giving us and our listeners that wonderful opportunity. Yeah, just for you listeners. Well, that's what we're, we're creating the, the card deck for you guys. It's not just for us. It's, you know, your listeners and you. I'm, I'm so happy to see you guys excited about this because this is why we're doing this mm-hmm. and why you know, that this is, like I said, he works a full-time job. 
So he's getting up early, coming home on the weekends. We're doing this. It's not just because we love it. It's because we see the response of people. They're so happy to see these, and they love the cards, and it's reflecting. We're listening to them. That's why we're doing this, and that's why we're doing the other projects is we've had a lot of feedback that everybody's happy, and they're wanting something like that. So and we created for you. My muse waits until I fall asleep, and then she starts yelling at me. Yep. <laughs> It's the person. Oh, isn't that the, the way she works? Yes. <laughs> hey, wake, wake up! I have an idea. I need to sleep. Wake up! Um, I have one other final question. I know that the Kickstarter for the tarot deck has ended. Um, I know I did not get a copy. So, is there any way you're going to do like a backer kit, or um, if you're going to be able to have some additional printed copies for those of us poor people that have, weren't able to back your original tarot um, <laughs> tar- kit? So the the original uh, run for the tarot. Mm-hmm. Thero Visions Tarot Deck was limited to a thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. fifty. Signed a number, so we pulled fifty of them. There's the cats again. Uh, we pulled fifty of them aside, and there's a reward on this Kickstarter where you can get ah. the Oracle Deck and the Tarot Deck um, as a reward. Hey, uh-huh, the I found cats it. Are excited, yes. <laughs> cats are right. I found it. Yes. So, um, and then you get, uh, we're also offering the pendulum that comes with it. That's um, just a fun little thing that we've added to it. Um, awesome. So, yeah, so that that would be how, and we were getting, I mean, it, it, it's, I'm so happy that people are so excited about the tarot deck where I'm, you know, we've had pre-orders on the website and we got so close to um, selling out, you know, minus the 50 that we had to pull the link from our website, Matthew's Art, so you can't buy the deck right now. Um, on the website, you have to go through gotcha. the Kickstarter. But you two will definitely get a copy <laughs> as a gift for Aww. having fun here. So I may even send you coloring books. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Well, yeah, if you're coloring, <laughs> so it. Well, you have to share the pictures. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm totally game for that. I've got a brand new set of 120 colored pencils that are just waiting huh? for a cool new art. And you know, Rose and I right. can coordinate between. Let's do the first image first, and then we can you know compare and contrast how how much redder hers is compared to how much <laughs> darker mine will look. Because <laughs> that's all. I have a secret for you with colored pencil. It's called a colorless blender. It will change your life. Yes, you can blend two colors in. I, I, because he used to use it when he did. He did a lot of work with color pencils, so I stole all of his pencils and I found the colorless blender, and it's just awesome. Ooh. Awesome. All right. Well, then we'll have to get a link to that. Okay. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna go ahead and, um, I guess let's go ahead and close out the podcast. Thank you, listeners, for listening to Matt and Hope Hughes, authors of the Ethereal Visions, uh, Dreamscapes Tarot and Oracle, and other various sundry projects coming out in the next 500 years or so they're going to be busy forever and we thank you guys for um coming and talking talking to us and having your cats help hype up everything Uh, i got a a two-year-old that this is playtime and we're not playing with him so his brothers are playthings. hey it works out yep thank you for having us this has been fun thank you thank you for listening to tarot visions a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.